going on, everybody? It is Tanya Burton. Welcome to my show at Core 1031 Fitness. So excited that you're here because if you're here, it means you really need help with this subject, and that is breaking a plateau. <laughs> I think there's two frustrations when it comes to losing weight. One, the frustration that you even got to start a diet and lose some weight. That's frustration in itself. Like, why did I let myself get this, you know, out of control and my weight is out of control and it's so much higher than I wanted it to be? And number two is, okay, I finally lost weight. Why isn't the scale moving? I'm in a plateau and it is really annoying and frustrating that no matter what I try, I keep seeing the same two pounds. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to fix it? Am I, can I lose weight anymore or is this it? Is, is it over? My body just won't do it? Yes, it can. Yes, it will. I'm going to break down some things that are really, really going to help you surpass this plateau because it's a really hot topic for this week and it's only in the middle of the week. But I've had so many people struggling with this that I'm like, oh, snap, I got to do a podcast about this. So stay tuned. I'm going to give you my top three-ish, four-ish, five-ish, can't remember how many points I have. We'll just, we'll just see um, <laughs> how I'm going to help you break your plateau. All right, so let's dive in. All right, number one, before we even get started, if there's anything you learned from me, it's this one point. And it's the secret to all diets. Nobody wants to share this. Nobody wants to tell you, okay? If you read the fine print on any diet, whether that's keto, paleo, low-carb, intermittent fasting, Whole30, they all have one common denominator, and that is the law of thermodynamics, okay? You have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. You have to consume less energy, less calories than what your body needs to lose weight, okay? So if there's anything you learn from me, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. That's it. Now, it's figuring out what's the best system for you to be in a calorie deficit where you don't lose your mind and you like it, all the foods you're eating and you're enjoying it. Uh, it's easy to be in a deficit in the beginning because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but when I get started on a diet, my appetite goes away. I'm like, I crave feeling thin and skinny and toned and tight skin over what I'm eating. But then after a while, like after about 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds, ugh, you're, you're kind of like at your halfway point of like feeling good that you don't push as hard. So you're not really in a deficit, but you think you're in a deficit, but you're not. And so I'm just going to bring you back to the basics. You have to be in a deficit to lose weight. That's why every single diet works if you stick to it and you are truly, truly in a deficit. Okay. So that's number one. A lot of times people, you're, it's not like, you know, uh, people are like, oh, I just, I can't lose weight anymore. No, you're, you stop being in deficit. That's why you're not losing weight. You have got to go back to week one on the diet because that's when you were truly in a deficit, right? Um, and I'm going to give you some pointers of how to get the most out of your calories, whether you're tracking or not. You don't have to track your calories to lose weight. I just recommend it because, you know, when we see numbers, we do better, right? Like if you want to get out of debt, you start tracking where you're spending your income and then you'll get out of debt faster. But if you kind of hope and wish you get out of debt, it's going to take you a lot longer. Does that make sense? So um, I recommend journaling, tracking as much as you can, as often as you can. Um, if you've been doing it long enough, you obviously do it you know, in your head all, all, uh, all day anyway. Like I know I do. I don't have to track if I don't really like really want to be OCD about it because anything I eat, I'm like, oh, that's 100 calories. Oh, that's 300 calories. You just can't help but do it, okay? All of a sudden, instead of looking at food as delicious food, you look at it as numbers. And I'm sorry if you've been tracking long enough. It's just what happens. 
<laughs> the emotion gets taken out of food when you start tracking, but it's in a good in a good way. Anyway, so point number one, you've got to get in a calorie deficit. And here's the best way to get the most out of your calories to help you feel full and satisfied and yet be in a deficit. Okay, so what I recommend doing is eat water-rich foods, not fat-rich, which what keto represents and what keto wants you to do, okay? You're actually going to get more calories and more food volume from water-rich foods over fat. And I'm going to give you a quick, like, science lesson. For one gram of, let's say, carbs, it's only four calories. For one gram of protein, it's only four calories. Just one gram, four calories, okay? One gram four calories. One gram of fat, just one gram of fat, guess how much it is? Just guess, guess, no, nope, higher, higher, higher. It's nine, nine calories for one gram. So that's a lot, that's over double the amount of carbs and protein, okay? So what you want to do is you want to double up on the food of protein and carbs over fat. (gasps) Yes, I can't believe you're hearing this right. Like you're like, that's too good to be true. That goes against everything anyone's ever taught me. And that's why we continue to struggle to lose weight. So I'm going to be real. Okay, what you want to fill up is water-rich foods, um, fiber-filled fiber-filled foods. These are going to be your best friend, like vegetables, fruit. I know you like some of them. Don't be telling me like, Tanya, I don't like vegetables. I don't like fruit. They taste like cardboard, taste gross. That's because you're buying it at Walmart, okay? Everything's going to taste not that good there okay you need to go to like the farmer's market you need to go even to like Aldi's, Hy-Vee, Trader Joe's, Sam's Club like take the time to go to somewhere that has better food uh pay a friend if they have a garden be like what do you got um or you know we have we have Amish stores here if you're in Missouri and they have like the most delicious freshest fruit and vegetables okay oh my goodness like it's it like my mom bought some apples from an Amish store a couple days ago and she gives it to me and I open up the bag. When you can smell the fruit, when you could actually smell it, that's how you know how fresh it is. And it was so good. Like like six in the morning, I usually don't eat. But once I smelled that fruit, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got to take a bite of it. And it was so juicy and delicious. So find fruits and vegetables you will like and make sure they're fresh and you will enjoy them so much more. Um, things with higher volume like beans, potatoes, corn, yams, pasta, rice. Okay, those have higher volume foods, but they're more filling. They take longer to digest. Okay, so you really want to fill up on foods that have more water content. They're more stomach filling and they don't have a lot of calories. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. A pound of vegetables adds up to anywhere to like, uh, 50 to 200 calories, okay, just from vegetables. A pound, 50 to 200 calories. Um, a pound of fruit, maybe two to 400. Fruit has a little bit more carbs, so it's a little bit more calories, okay? And then like your rice and your pastas and your potatoes could be anywhere from two to 400, maybe 500 calories depending on the portion size. Again, that's not a lot of calories for all this food. If you go for more high fat or processed food and people are like what does processed mean anything that comes from a factory okay anything that's man-made okay that doesn't come from the ground you know obviously besides pasta and rice i mean not rice (laughs) pasta gosh tanya um but like trail mix okay just like the dried fruit in there the pretzels the m&ms obviously the nuts are fine but you get a lot of that other stuff you got chips 
you got cookies, all that stuff, just like a bag of it can be anywhere from like a thousand to two thousand calories. That's a lot of calories. I used to try to diet easy eating trail mix, pistachios, and chips, and I'm like, why am I not losing weight? I'm barely eating any food. No, I was eating barely any food, but the food I was eating was very caloric dense. Does that make sense? The goal is to be in a calorie deficit, not in a calorie surplus. And actually, side note, squirrel, that's what I do. If you are questioning what uh, why you're not losing weight and you're not tracking, just for fun, track everything for the entire day and see how high calorie you're eating. I couldn't believe how much calories I was consuming. And when I was like a couple of days into tracking my food, I'm like, okay, I know I'm in a deficit, but how much was I eating before? And my starting calorie deficit was 1800 calories. Um, but when I was uh, just wondering like what my calories were before, Y'all, it was over 3,000 calories. No wonder I wasn't losing weight, okay? So you gotta be in a calorie deficit first. When you eat more fruits, vegetables, potatoes, pasta, rice in your meals, it's higher volume food, takes longer to digest, you're gonna be fuller longer, okay? Not saying you can't have processed food, but you definitely want like 80% of your foods to be water-rich foods. Does that make sense? Okay, so point number two, you want to get in touch with your stomach, like get in tune, be aware uh, of what's going on with your stomach. And this is a little bit harder to do. And I've mentioned in a different podcast, but you seriously, you need to take the time and only eat when you're hungry. Not when you're bored, not when you think you're hungry, uh, not when something smells good or, you know, whatever. Um, like, I shouldn't have ate that apple, even though it smelled good. I know I shouldn't have ate it, but it's still fresh. But um, that's really rare. That's like once a year that I actually do that. Which is, it was before, like, all the time. I was just eating and snacking and grazing like a cow. Eventually, I started to look like one because I couldn't stop eating. So, what I've learned through flexible dieting is you're on a budget with your calories and you want to spend them wisely. And when you spend them wisely, you actually take the time to listen to your body like, "Mm, you know, I could wait, like, 30 minutes to an hour more. You know, I could skip breakfast. I'm going to do some intermittent fasting so that my lunch and dinner is a little bit bigger. You start listening because you, the sweet calories that you have, you want to use them wisely. Okay, does that make sense? So when you get like hunger pains, growling, you may be feeling a little bit lethargic. If you're a little uh, hypoglycemic, you're going to feel a little bit like jittery. You obviously want to eat a little bit before then. But push yourself for as long as you ha- can. And when your body's actually giving you hunger pains, then it's time to eat. You were created and designed for your body to give off these signals. A lot of people hold back because they're scared of feeling hunger. I've actually had a lot of people tell me, Tanya, I don't want to feel hungry. I'm scared. I just, I'm scared something's going to happen to me. I'm scared I'm going to die. You can go days, honey, without eating. You're going to be fine if you just push it back an hour or two, okay? It's actually better for your pancreas to not constantly, constantly be working, okay? Give your stomach a break. When it tells you it's hungry, it's like, okay, we've used up all the resources you gave us. Now it's okay to eat. That's how you want to live your life, okay? You're going to see how easy it is to lose weight and most importantly, keep the weight off. The reason why I'm sharing this is because nobody shared this with me when I was losing weight. None of my coaches I've had over 15. I did figure this out the long way. So please take five years of data of me losing weight and keeping it off and apply it now and it's going to make your journey so much sweeter, okay? Um, and I'll tell you what, when you're more in tune with your stomach and you limit your calories, uh, food's going to taste better because you have a small amount of it. I can't tell you how many of my clients will like take a picture of their plate and they're like one at a time chewing and taking their time because you only have a certain amount of food, okay? But w- we live in America 
and uh, there's unlimited amount of food. So we, we're just like keep eating and eating and eating and eating. We don't actually take the time to enjoy food. But once you start tracking and you're forced to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, all of a sudden you're like, mm, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to enjoy my meal. I'm not going to just open a bag of chips and watch a movie and just eat and eat and eat. You start paying attention to what you're eating and how much you're eating. Okay. So, um, oh, and also the benefit. If you're doing this when you're hungry, when you're eating, when you're actually hungry, did you know that food actually tastes so much better? Um, I remember when I was a kid, I would go over to my friend uh, Marina's house and we would just play and play for hours and hours and hours. And then finally, when it got dark, we got inside and we're eating. And I told my mom, I go, mom, I had the best dinner there. And she goes, what'd you have? I go, mom, I had a piece of bread and I put ketchup on there and a piece of bologna. And I go, mom, it was so good. And my mom is laughing so hard. She goes, Tanya, <laughs> piece of bread, ketchup, and bologna. And that made your night. She goes, do you know why it was so good? Because you were that hungry. That's how good it was. Uh, she goes, eat it when you're not actually hungry. You're going to see that it's not like the most miraculous thing ever. And I thought that was hilarious. Like looking back at it now, I was like, man, I must have been starving. Well, yeah, I probably haven't eaten in like six or seven hours because we're outside running around. But anyway, I'm sure there's something you can think of that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why this tastes so good when most days I wouldn't even eat it. Well, it's because you're eating it hungry. Okay, so I gave you two pointers of what to do on the nutrition side. I'm going to give you another perspective how to break a plateau. Let's say you're like, Tanya, I'm in a calorie deficit. I am eating more fruits and vegetables. I'm waiting till my body to wait till I'm actually hungry. What am I missing? There's a couple of things, and I could go in great detail. There's probably like 20 things. But one thing I'm going to encourage you to do, um, and this is something a lot of people don't do. That's why I'm going to mention it. Increase your activity, especially because winter is about to come. Fall is going to come. You're going to be more sedentary. You're not going to move as much. This is where you really want to crank up your activity, okay? So whatever workout you're doing, bump it up, okay? If your heart rate's only at like 120 when you work out you need to crank it up. Now, obviously, talk to your doctor first, but you should be getting 150, 160, 170. Like, you should be bumping up your activity. You got to get that heart rate up. I can't tell you how many times people tell me they're active, and I'll go, what was your heart rate? They're like, 101. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. That's not pushing yourself hard enough. You got to get that heart rate up. You got to get a good sweat on, okay? And do it long enough than 100 calories burned. Try to reach like three, 400 calories burned watch your weight drop. Does that make sense? So um, I recommend starting off with a HIIT session that's high uh, interval training. Um, And you could do it any way you want to. It's really just going uh, all you can for a certain amount of time and then resting for a couple of seconds and then hitting it hard again. Um, I love Tabata for this reason. Um, That's why boot camps are so popular because you go, 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 and then you rest a little bit and then you go, go, go. Um, especially if you do it for 20, 30 minutes, it's awesome. Um, but if you're going hardcore hit session, you want to cap it off at 20 minutes. You don't want to go through that. But if you get a lot of breaks in a minute or two breaks, you can probably uh, stretch to 30. Um, but I, enc- I encourage doing that, especially if you, um, excuse me, uh, are just walking right now. You're not really elevating your heart rate. Even if you're weight training, it's not it's not the same as a, a hit session. Um, you want to just dedicate time for just a specific hit session. And the reason why I say that is you're not going to give it your all when you're kind of weight training and doing a hit session. Uh, for some people, it works. 
But I found if you just dedicate 20 minutes to just do a hit session, you're going to give it your all. You're going to really get in a good sweat and, and your heart's going to be pumping and you're going to feel good and alive. Okay. So I recommend doing start off with once a week and then slowly add on maybe the next week, twice a week, and then three times a week it would be like ideal. You don't want to do it every day because you're going to burn yourself out. But two, three times a week is, oh my gosh, you're going to, you're going to really break that plateau. Now, also, I want to warn you, if you're going to do this, just be aware you might be a little bit more hungry. So you might want to eat like a little teeny tiny snack, like 100 calories before, like 45 minutes to an hour before you do your hit session. And have an idea of what you're going to have afterwards, whether that's a sandwich, a shake, protein bar, a cheese stick. You just want something uh, protein-based uh, to kind of fill you up just a little bit to tie over to your, to your next meal. But don't just be like, oh, I just worked out. Hello, Wendy's. I'm going to just eat whatever I want. Because I used to do that. Um, totally, what was the point of working out if I was going to eat a 2,000 calorie meal? Anyway, so I recommend doing that, okay? Bring your heart rate up a little bit. Talk to your doctor first of how, you know, everyone's a little bit different on that, how you can actually get your heart rate up. But you're going to see a significant difference in the scale, um, in your uh, energy, all around. You're just going to feel awesome if you throw in some hit sessions, Okay. Uh, you'll notice if you do a lot more sports, it's a lot of more hit sessions like basketball, soccer, uh, uh, I don't know about volleyball really, but like pickleball. Cause you're like stand there for a second, then you sprint and you, you hit the ball and then you stand there for a second and you sprint. You do that long enough. Oh, it's gonna be a good workout. Okay. Uh, finally, um, those are all my points. So I guess I had three. Uh, but when it comes to a plateau, really you're not in a plateau. You've lost sight of what you were doing in the very beginning. We kind of get complacent. And when you get complacent, results start to slow down. You might not even notice you're being complacent. Uh, you need to check like your steps. Where are you at? Like a month ago, you were hitting 100,000 steps a week. Now that it's fall, you're hitting 60,000. That's a big deal. That's why you hit a plateau. Your calories are the same, but your calories burned for the day significantly lower. Does that make sense? Maybe you were working out five days a week and now you're working out, you know, twice a week. Maybe you used to hit 15,000 steps and now you're barely getting in 5,000 steps. Check your numbers. Check your calories. Maybe you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm not really tracking or I, I, God, I'm forgetting dinner or I'm not tracking my BLTs, which is my bites, licks, and tastes. All that stuff makes a difference. A huge one is when people start eating out more, oof. That is hard to lose weight if you're eating out. There's so many unaccounted calories. You, We don't know how much butter, oil they're using to cook the meals. You don't know how much dressing they're using. Uh, I used to work at Perkins and um, nobody measured out like how much uh, dressings you put on that salad. You just squirt a bunch on there and give it to the people. Like you just, that's what you did. So now that I look at what a serving is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was probably giving like three or four servings which one serving is like 150 calories. So in the dressing alone, I was probably giving people like 400 calories of dressing. That doesn't include the, the cheese and the croutons and the bacon and all that good stuff. So just know that it's it's not what the menu says. It's how do the people in the back prepare it. And because you don't know, it's a little bit harder to do. So if you've been eating out a lot, I would just recommend reduce it just a little bit. Maybe the next two, three days, um, cook a little bit more at home or reduce it to like maybe one outing, you're going to see a bigger difference um, as well. So not that eating out's bad or anything. I don't want to scare anybody, but uh, it's just, it's easier to over consume calories when you do eat out. Okay. Unless you're eating like a plain dry salad, which 
What's the point of spending $20 on a salad when you could eat something delicious at home for more? <laughs> I hope that was helpful. I hope uh, you, you learn something, you take something from that. But just get back to the basics, okay? That's what happens in a plateau. We forget the basics. We kind of get complacent. We kind of eat more junk food or we eat out more or we're not as active. Um, we're eating different meals. Uh, we're not listening to our body when we're actually hungry. We're eating because it's 12 o'clock or because someone's like, hey, let's go out to eat. And you're like, okay, sure, even though you're truly not hungry. Get back to the basics and you're going to see how easy it is uh, to see that scale start moving again. Okay, and if anything, do this for exactly 14 days, not five days, not six days, not 10 days, 14 days consistently. Okay, consistently eating more whole foods, waiting until you're hungry to eat, adding in some hit sessions, you're going to see that scale drop. Okay, you are going to see it. You don't have to take any pills, supplements, crazy workout routines, you know, disgusting food. You don't have to eat any of that. Just stick to the basics of what I went over. Take some notes from this podcast share it with a friend if they're struggling to uh, break a plateau okay but i guarantee you it's going to help you out a lot okay so thank you so much for tuning in love the support everyone's giving oh i just love doing these if you have any questions let me know please review my podcast on the bottom of the screen if you scroll down you can leave a star review you can uh write a review i'd love to hear your thoughts thank you so much for listening to core 1031 and we'll talk to you soon